0: All right. Good to see you. I'm glad that you made it out here. It is uh, Monday. I don't know about you, but it's Monday. How many of you? It is definitely Monday in your life, right? T- today, like uh, Monday came. It came by today and hit you all across the face, and then kept on hitting you. You know, uh, that's um. I don't know. Things were going. Things rolled pretty well today, but I just um. Uh, I don't know. It was in these uh those last hour or two. Sometimes before you come into church, I don't know. Just sometimes, uh, I don't know. It just felt drained all of a sudden, and just it was the good food. The good food. I ate that food. and I was just like, okay, can we all just like go to bed now or something like that? But uh, no, we all have. To, I got to preach and you got to listen, you know. So we got a job to do here. Um, but uh, so I hope that uh, I hope that you're having an okay day and that it's coming together. Um, by the way, you can be turning to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12. Is where we'll go. You can be turning there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, so we, uh, my family and I, we got out and uh, went up to um, one of the battlefields here in Fredericksburg, and uh, we didn't really go to a lot of the places. Uh, that's one thing I'm finding is when you have little toddlers, you don't get to go see a bunch of. Um, You know, like a bunch of, uh, you know, if you go to somewhere fancy and really famous, you don't get to look at all the stuff. You just kind of, oh, that's cool, you know, as you pass by. And, um, uh, but uh, we actually went up there and took some pictures. I got uh, some pictures for Christmas, uh, Christmas cards set up. So we're slightly ahead, you know, in one thing, uh, but uh, not in everything else, you know. Um, But uh, I hope that you've um, enjoyed your day. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to tonight and the passage that we're going to look at some great truth that we're going to see from God's word here tonight that I think uh, will really be a help to you. Make sure, um, uh, make sure tonight, uh, or at least before the week is out, make sure you go by the table, and uh, I saw a lot of you took advantage of the, the stories that are out there. There's a few of them left. There's um, some plenty of the songs left, the, the Bible verses that are put to music for kids, um, but also, uh, one thing also is if you like to hear guys sing, there are two CDs back there, and you'll see them because there's um, men on the picture, on the front cover of it. Uh, if you like to hear guys sing, um, a couple of years in 2020 and 2022, this year got, I got to be a part of a couple of guys' groups that did some singing, and so if you like to hear guys sing, there's full orchestration behind it. Those are out there on the table as well, and um, you know, uh, don't worry, it's not just me on there. There's a lot of other better voices. I was actually, believe it or not, it was playing in the truck today, and uh, when it was playing, um, I said to, um, uh, it's, it's flattering. You know, it, it is a you know Sammy is three, but um, it is flattering when I had my one solo line on there, and he goes, Daddy, like yeah, that's me, yeah, the famous guy on there, you know, yeah, yeah, Daddy, okay, um, not really, but um, but at least he uh, at least he recognized it. So, um, hey, I uh, hope you're I uh, hope you're ready to look into God's word. Let me um, let you know what. Let's do this. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll get into what we have here, especially out of Deuteronomy 12. We'll do some, we'll do a bunch of flipping through some other passages as well. Uh, but if nothing else, if you're kind of landed. Here in Deuteronomy 12, uh, that'll be a good place for us to start, okay? So let's pray and just ask God to help, okay? Lord, thank you so much for, um, for letting us all be here. Lord, I know some would like to be here but cannot. I'm sure there are thousands, millions maybe of Christians around the world that would love to just walk in on their own time and come into a service and not fear for their lives. And I pray that you would help us to um, Uh, To not take advantage, uh, or to not uh, take that for granted, is what I'm trying to say. We not take that for granted, but that we would take advantage of it and just um, serve you. And uh, just uh, change all that you want to change in us. Holy Spirit, uh, just give me the words to say. I pray that you would comfort. I pray that you would uh, just convict tonight. Holy Spirit, you are the convictor. I pray that you would do this in this place here tonight. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, my, so far, you know, I'm 32 years old, and for, the, uh, for my extensive years as an adult... Um, uh, so far, all I have ever bought is uh, is used vehicles. When it comes to vehicles, I've always bought used. How many of you have only bought used vehicles in your life? Anyone like me that you have only bought used vehicles? Okay, a couple. Okay, a couple of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the rest of you, I'm assuming, at some point in your life, you bought a brand new vehicle. How many of you bought a brand new vehicle at some point in your life? <laughs> Look at you. What a what a thing. All right. Well, um, uh, yeah. So 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 far, I've only bought uh, only bought used vehicles and um, found some really good deals. And gotten some good stuff. I love my truck that is out there. Can't believe it's almost that truck is almost ten years old, but it rides like it's like it's not even aged a day. And uh, so, I'm, so I so I mean I enjoy my vehicles, but you know one thing. Um, you know this really doesn't happen when you buy a new vehicle. Um, but I'm sure even you you folks who have bought a new vehicle, I'm sure you've bought used vehicles in your time. And one thing about buying a used vehicle, isn't it? You know, oftentimes you come and you come, you you, you talk. Sometimes you talk with another individual and you talk about the vehicle and they'll they'll say this to you man it is a great vehicle except for (laughs) right and then they throw that in there and you think oh no you know and maybe it's not something serious maybe they say you know it's a great vehicle except for um you know the, the the window the back left window just doesn't go up once you put it down okay you know that's something that could be dealt with pretty simply you know sometimes they're like it's a great vehicle it just doesn't run but it's a great vehicle you know and uh you know think okay i uh, that's not my definition of a great vehicle um but you know um uh, sometimes you you know you you want to buy maybe you're looking at a used vehicle and they say it's a great vehicle except for fill in the blank hey you ever heard that said about people you know, so and so, man, th- he is a good man, except for <laughs> this that I know about him. Or, man, she she just is a, she's just a great person, except for uh, this, uh, you know, this thing that's in, uh, in her life. You know, would this be a description at all? Would that description describe your Christianity at all? Hey, uh, he's a great Chris- Christian. Oh, she's a, she's a really godly lady except for there's just this one thing that is just that is a, a thing with her that she it's a it's a it's really not a good thing but she just does it and she's probably not going to ever change you know he, he he's a great guy he serves the lord he loves the lord but boy there is just this thing about him that just it's really not a good thing it's not a godly thing and and i wish it would go away but i don't think it's ever going to i think he's going to keep this in his life for the rest of his life i hope that would not describe your christianity but for too many of us oftentimes it does and you know this that description he was a good Christian except for or but except for something or this that would be a great way to describe many of Judah's good kings and we're gonna look at them here in a here in just a moment but one of the things about the nation of Israel is that the nation of Israel? Kind of like our nation, went through a civil war. It was split between the north and the south. However, as opposed to our, uh, as opposed to the U.S., uh, the um, the Israel stayed split. The northern kingdom took ten tribes, took on the name of Israel. The southern kingdom t- uh, kept two tribes and ca- and took the name of Judah. And the Bible says that the nation of Israel really had no good kings there. Uh, and then the, in the nation of Judah, one of the things that they were blessed with is that they had several godly men who were the kings of judah at some time or another however even of these good kings you know what god says about them is that with these good kings some of them did so many wonderful things some of them were described as having the heart of god some of them described that they were like king david some of them said that uh, that they did right in the eyes of the lord except for And you know what the exception was? Of of okay, so Judah, Judah, the Southern Kingdom. The the Northern Kingdom, Israel, really had no good kings, according to most Bible scholars. The Southern Kingdom, out of their twenty kings, most Bible scholars are agreed that there were eight out of the twenty kings were good kings. Do you know that of those eight of those eight kings, almost all of them? do You know what the description is of them? It says that they were good men. They did right in the eyes of the Lord, except for and the Bible notes over and over. It says the same thing. Again and again and again, this was a good man, he was a good man, he was like David, he, he was after God's own heart, except for the high places. How many of you have ever heard of the high places mentioned in the scriptures? Would you raise your hand, okay? Yeah, some of you are familiar, familiar with those. You know, it says over and over that they were godly men, however, except for, nevertheless, but that they didn't get rid of... Of the high places. So what we're going to look at tonight is a simple message that I've entitled "Break Down the High Place." So what we're going to look at is we'll look at three things here tonight. Number one, I want you to see the rise of the high places. The rise of the high places, because um, high places were not always, you know, a part of the nation of Israel. What? You, well, let's start with this. What in the world is a high place? You know, if you want to summarize it in a very simple in a very simple sentence, it is a place that was in the nation of Israel where worship, where there was pagan worship that went on. Uh, What was going on was the average um, high place, if you were to go visit one of those back in ancient times, especially when the canaanites were ruling in the land uh, were ruling before israel came into the promised land if you were to visit one of those high places you would have found there an altar to a god many of them built altars a lot most of them were altars built to Baal. some were built to the to the um to the god Molech. some were built to the god chemosh but um, most of them would have an altar next to the altar nearby they would have something called a grove how many of you this is again maybe a question did you ever as you read um scriptures maybe you read about groves you know maybe like Gideon he got rid of his father's his father's idol and his father's grove maybe you've heard have you ever heard that word before in your in your new Testament or your old testament the word grove this was really fascinating it is a Hebrew word and the word grove is simply it's the idea it's the, it's a word asherah and it's the idea of a wooden Pole. Now, when I hear a grove, I'm thinking like a bunch of trees and such like that, like like a little like a bunch of bushes all over the place. That is not what they had up there. Rather, what they had was this big um, pole. You can almost think of it like a totem pole. And it was they would um, sometimes they would just take a tree, a tall tree that was in the ground. They would just leave it in the ground and they would shave off all the branches and and smooth it down until it made a big massive pole. And it was the Asherah pole. And it was and they'd paint it until it depicted the female. Male goddess of fertility who was Asherah. Nearby to that, you would find a stone pillar which symbolized the male deity, the, the counterpart to Asherah. You would probably find other idols as well as probably some buildings would be up in this high place as well. Typically, as you can probably tell from the name, it would be up high, it would be somewhere. You would have to climb to this place. You would not drive down into a valley to get to it. You would not go through the city to find it. You would go up onto a hill, probably somewhere outside of the city. And it was at these places of worship, these high places, um, that the people that would go there, uh, some would sacrifice animals to the false gods, some would sacrifice their children to these false gods, some would burn incense to their false gods, they would pray there, they would eat sacrificial meals there, and usually were also involved in cultic prostitution up there on the high place as well. Um, so if, if you haven't got it yet, high, high places were not godly places to be. Not godly places to be. Now, one, one if you want to say an exception, you might say is that there was a very brief time in Israel's history. Well, you know what, before we get to that, let's do this. In the book of Deuteronomy and chapter number 12, look, if you would, at Deuteronomy chapter 12, this is where God is kind of putting together his plan, his instructions for his people of, okay, because in Deuteronomy, the people were primed. They were ready to go into this promised land. They were ready to take on the Canaanite armies. And this is one of the first things God says about once they finish the battles and as they begin to settle the land, what does he say to do Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse number one says these are the statutes and judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land once you get in there and settle it which the Lord God of thy fathers hath given thee to possess it all the days that you live upon the earth verse 2 "Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains In other words, he says, you're to destroy all the high places. He says they'll be upon the hills, under every green tree. Notice what he says to do with them when you destroy them. Verse 3, he says, you shall overthrow their altars. You shall break their pillars and burn their groves with fire. That's that big old... Pole, those big old Asherah poles, burn them with fire. You shall hew down the graven images of their gods and destroy the name of them out of that place. Whoa. You know, that's a, that is a very blunt Bible verse. Where um you know you almost want to come after that if you come after that if someone was to speak that from you maybe if someone was to speak that from, you know from them to you you'd say no tell me what you really think about those high places you know you would probably you'd almost maybe think that way because God in essence he is letting us know about the high places now there was like I was I was saying for a moment there was a very brief very brief time in Israel's um history where they actually did uh, because they um uh, there was a time when the the tabernacle at Shiloh the place that Shiloh for worship had been destroyed and the temple had not yet been erected. There seems to be some, uh, some history that they did worship at some kind, God at some kind of a high place for a short period of time, uh, but that, does not, that is not something that God wanted. It was not something God wanted. Rather what God says, God says that he hated the high places. Psalm 78, verse number 58, God says, for they provoked Him." to anger with their high places and moved into to jealousy with their graven images. Folks, God did not want the people to repurpose the high places. He wanted them destroyed until people forgot the name of them. I mean, that is pretty radical what God is saying there because, uh, and apparently, if you haven't gotten it yet, God hates the high places. God hates these, and again, I'm not talking about that God hates mountains, okay? If you got that from what I just said, you didn't listen, okay? God does not hate mountains. God hated these specific high places that were sent aside for the worship of false And Israel was not to worship in any way the Lord or use the the means that the inhabitants of Canaan used. They were not to do any, any of their sacrifices, rather all offerings. And worship was to come to the tabernacle at Shiloh and then to the temple. And that is where God wanted these things to go. However... When Israel went through that civil war and they split in the northern kingdom, Jeroboam, you know one of the first things that the first king of the northern kingdom of Israel did is that he built a high place. And what did he do? He took two, he, he made some idols and placed them and took two golden calves and put them at Dan and at Bethel, which are located in the Northern Kingdom. And he put them there because he didn't want the people going down to the Southern Kingdom to worship in the temple down there because he thought he might lose his people uh, to the Southern Kingdom. And so the first thing he did was he built these high places. And folks, the high places never departed out of the Northern Kingdom. And really, they were a part of why God's judgment came. But the Bible says about the southern kingdom, about Judah, it says that they participated as well. Do you know where um, the high places got started in Israel and then, of course, in Judah? They got started with Solomon. Solomon was the first person, really, of the um, uh, these uh, of God's people here in the King Age. He was the one who raised up these high places for his wives. It says that uh, for it came to pass, First Kings eleven says, when Solomon was old, that his wives' hearts, uh, his wives turned away his heart after other gods. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Then did Solomon build. And high place for Chemosh and for Molech, and likewise he did for all his strange wives which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And it says, And the Lord was angry with Solomon. Well, that would be, you know. He, I think we could see why. God apparently very much, hated the, uh, very much hated the high places, but notice what the Lord said. In First Kings chapter 11, the Lord said unto Solomon, for as much as this is done of thee, in other words, for as much as you have done this thing, it sa- he says, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes which I've commanded thee, God says, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee and will give it to your servant. Folks, do you know why? There was a split in the nation of Israel. Do you know why there was a civil war? Well, it's because two armies couldn't agree and they went to war. No, God says he split the kingdom because Solomon insisted on having high places. You know, God hates these high places, apparently. He very much hates these high places. He doesn't want them to be things that we keep in our lives. He doesn't want them set up as a monument. He didn't want them repurposed. He wanted them wiped out and destroyed. So let me ask you this. If we're going to apply this to our lives today, what is, could we say, a high place? It's referencing to our lives here because obviously we don't have uh, options of like worshiping in these, these kinds of places around here. So what would a high place be like for us today? A high place for us today is anything that you allow to remain in your life that God hates. No matter how small you think it may be. You know, those high places, they were not like, it wasn't like they were some massive golden temple or something like that, like the temple in Jerusalem. They were small. They were in small areas. They took up very little space. There wasn't like a ton of people that would be at these places, though there would be some. But, uh, but, but they were things that God said he hated. And a high place for us today is anything we allow into our lives that God says He hates. You might be that Christian that, hey, you, you do so much for the Lord, you serve God a whole lot, you've got so many things, uh, the ways that you want to serve God, so many right things that you are doing, except for, is there a high place that has been set up in your life, something that you know God hates? And yet you have, you have almost like protected it. You have almost covered it up and protected because you said, Lord, you can have all these other things. Just don't take this one thing. And you know, uh, for, especially for the, for the nation of Judah, one of the things that God really rated, if you want to say rated his, um, uh, his, um, his Kings by, if you want to talk about if they had a rating, it was all based on what they did with the high places that were in their lives. Some of these eight good kings of Judah, some of them rebuilt the high places. Some of them retained the high places, but only one fully removed the high places. These were good men. These eight good kings of Judah, they were good men. Godly men. These are men who God loved, men who you will I would think you will see in heaven. But they loved something That God hated. Hey, is there something that God hates that has a harbor in your life? Something that God hates that has has been able to to set up a high place in your life? You've seen. You've seen the reign of the high places now, or the um, the rise of the high places. Number two, now I want you to see the reign of the high places. Because though there were so many godly men that came through that knew the Lord and knew the scriptures, so many of these godly men let the high places stay. Uh, you can read, and this is all throughout First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles. The Bible tells us about King Asa and King Jehoshaphat. King Asa, it says that Asa did. That which was right in the eyes of the Lord. That's what the scripture records. But, it says, the high places weren't removed. It's almost like the Lord said, you know, he was so godly, but it was just that one thing that he would not give up. Jehoshaphat was the exact same way it says and Jehoshaphat began to reign over Judah it says and he walked in all the ways of Asa his father doing that which was right in the eyes of the Lord nevertheless the high places were not taken away. And you know, one thing I read about about these men, about about Asa and Jehoshaphat, you know, if you read, depending on where you read about him in Kings or in Chronicles, both of these men, you'll find a passage that says that the high places, during their reigns, that the high places were not removed. You'll also find passages just on these two men where we will also say that the high places were removed. I remember getting confused, and I was thinking, so were they or weren't they? And most Bible scholars say it probably was actually both. More than likely what happened was when these men first, Came into office when they first took over uh, the reign of the took over the reign of the of the king that was before them. Oh, they probably got rid of some of them, but as time went on, people maybe unbeknownst to them or maybe known to the king built the high places back up, and the kings decided, you know what not that, uh, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Here's Asa, here's Jehoshaphat. Listen, you read about them. It says that they got rid of the, of the homosexual community that had taken root in the nation. They removed that. They removed idols. They, uh, Asa even took his, ready for this? You can read about this. Asa took his grandma who was queen and deposed her because she had an idol she wouldn't get rid of. Can you imagine doing that to grandma? Grandma's the queen. And you said, grandma, guess what? You're not going to worship God. Bye-bye. You can't be queen anymore. I mean, he took on, uh, Asa took on his family, Jehoshaphat was able to accomplish peace with Israel in his time, and God says, you know, that's all great, but you didn't get rid of the high places. You know, all these wonderful things, yet you didn't deal with the high places. Uh, King Joash, uh, it says, and Joash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. All his days were in Jehoiada, the priest instructed him, but, there it is, but, The high places were not taken away. And the people still, it says they continued, they still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. Amaziah, the son of Joash, it says, And Amaziah did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. How be it? the high places were not taken away, as yet the people did sacrifice and burnt incense on the high places. I mean, Amaziah, he had seen the the testimony of Jehoiada, he had seen his dad Joash, he had seen his testimony and all, and even the ruin of how God had to punish his dad, yet Amaziah did the exact same thing. Uh, Azariah, who was also known as Uzziah, the Bible says 16 years old was Azariah when he began to reign, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done save that the high places were not removed and the people Sacrifice and burn incense still on the high places. Here's a here's a, a teenager. Azariah was 16 when he comes to when he comes to reign. And when he comes to reign, he had all this spiritual heritage. He had abundant blessings. He had fame. But even though he had all these good things going, he and even though he had all these good things going, uh, Hosea, Joel, and Amos were all prophesying and preaching in Judah during that time. Even though all these things happened. Azariah hung on to the high places. How about Jotham? Jotham was another good king. It says, and Jotham did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. Howbeit, the high places were not removed same sad story and you know uh, jotham was a man you read about him you can read all in all these uh, this chapter about how he he uh, built up the infrastructure of judah he built up the economic system he built up the military and you know the chroniclers note that but he didn't get rid of the high places and god says you know it's really nice that you built up the economy and that you built up the military but you didn't get rid of the high places and God, and God says how sad this is. Hezekiah. Here's a man, it says he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. Now listen, listen. It says about Hezekiah, it says he removed the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves. You say, well, isn't that a good thing? Yes, until, you know what I found out later on? was reading later on about King Josiah. We'll get to him at the end of the message. It was reading about King Josiah, and it says that during Josiah's reign, Josiah, who came after Hezekiah, Josiah took down a high place that had been up since Solomon's days. So in other words, Hezekiah, guess what he did? He got rid of all of them, but one. Jotham, Azariah, uh, Azariah, uh, Amaziah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, And those guys, they they just let them go. They let them up. Hezekiah, oh my goodness, he got rid of all of them but one. You know, oftentimes we'll do that for the Lord. We'll say, God, you can have all this. Are you not impressed, Lord? Just don't, just not that one thing. Isn't it amazing how we'll, we'll purge our lives. We'll ask God's help to overcome so many things that God hates except for one thing. We'll want to hang on to that. That's exactly what Hezekiah did. There was also Manasseh. Now Manasseh is not really categorized as a good king. Why was that? Well, because he was a, he was a bad king. I heard one, one uh, scholar say, he said, uh, Manasseh was one of those kings. It was almost like Manasseh searched the scriptures for everything that would make God mad and then intentionally committed all those things. Manasseh rebuilt the high places. He re-erected the Asherah poles. Um, he worshipped the, the, the sun, the moon, and the stars. He put pagan shrines into the temple uh, he offered his own children as sacrifices he practiced sorcery divination witchcraft he consulted mediums and spiritists to talk to the dead his his his, uh, his reign was full of murder and bloodshed and the bible tells us in second chronicles 33 that actually uh, eventually a foreign power came in and took him captive and it was during that captivity that manasseh in essence said what have i done And after 50-something years of all this corruption and evil, Manasseh got right with God. And it says when he was released from captivity and he got to go back to Judah, it says that Manasseh rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. It says he took away the idols, he took away the altars, he repaired the altar of the Lord, restored sacrifices to God, and commanded Judah to obey God. Verse 17. Nevertheless, the people did sacrifice still, in the high places. Here, here's Manasseh. He got, you know, he, he eventually, he had a tragedy come into his life that all of a sudden just opened his eyes that he said, what, what have I done? What a wicked man I am. And look at all the things that he got right with God and all the ways that he went back to serving and doing right things, except for. You know, we oftentimes, we want God to be very, um, very impressed with us of saying, God, look at all we do for you. Look at how we serve you. Look at all the right I am doing. But we don't want God to get on us about the one high place we left up. Folks, is there a high place? Is there something that God hates that you are harboring? Is there something that God hates that has found a refuge in your life? And sure, you are going to serve God. You're going to do so many good things for God, except for, God, don't mess with my high place you know for many christians many might say of you oh you know that's a good man that's a good christian woman you know that's a really godly young man uh, but are you a are you a good christian that still has a high place up where bitterness is harbored and protected See, so yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be in church every time you possibly can. You'll, you'll read your Bible, and you'll serve God. You'll witness, and you'll, you'll, maybe you even teach Sunday school. But God says, forgive the person who's hurt you, and you've said no. You know what you've got up? You've got a high place up. Maybe you're, maybe you're a good Christian woman. Maybe you're a godly Christian man, and, and you've got all these godly things you're doing, and, and all these wonderful things you're doing, except for... Maybe you've told the Lord except for don't Don't mess with the music I play in my truck You know I've met some very godly people that just love the Lord and then it's weird I get into their vehicle sometimes to ride with them and all of a sudden the The perverse stuff that is played through the played through the audio speakers And I just think look at all the godly things you do and all the ways you love the Lord Maybe there's a high place up where where the devil's music has a refuge Maybe you would say. Maybe they would say to you, "Oh, there's a godly man. There's someone who loves people. There's someone who gives to the church. There's someone who cares so much about the Lord. There's someone who is faithful to serve God." And yet, boy, if we were to if we were to get onto your phone, the filth that is watched on your phone, the filth that gets to come through your television set. Sure, maybe you, maybe you serve the Lord. Maybe you are right with the Lord in so many things, yet you say, you know what, just don't mess. Lord, I've, I'll serve you in all these things, except I'm going to keep my high place where I can watch what I want on the TV. Maybe, it's, um, maybe you're a good, godly Christian, yet you know it may not seem big to you, but maybe you are a complainer of complainers, and everyone at work knows that's you. You say, well, Brother Matt, at least, you know, I love my, I love my wife, and I love my family, and I, I serve God at church, and I do all that I can. Glad you do. Why is your high place up, and why is a high place up where complaining is protected? You know, those, those kings, were, they were good, godly men, but God said, good night. Why wouldn't they take down the one thing that I said I hated? Maybe you're a good Christian, a good Christian, and yet even though you have so many godly things that you do, so many ways you serve the Lord, maybe you are have a high place up that neglects Bible reading and prayer where you've said, you know, uh, I can be a good Christian and I don't have to be in my Bible. Folks, if you believe that, do something tonight. Get your Sharpie, go home, and cross out Psalm 1 verse 2 because that is gonna mess up your life. If 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 you believe that you don't have to be in God's word, you can just be in God's house. I don't need to be in God's word every day. Cross out Psalm 1 verse 2 because that tells you that you need to be in God's word every day. It's amazing. We'll neglect God's word. We'll neglect prayer, and that high place has a has a refuge in our lives. Maybe it's a. Uh, maybe you say, "Well, this is, a, this is a good godly person," but man, whenever you know you have the right, you, know, you have the right music. You watch the right stuff on TV. You show up. You read your Bible, and yet when it comes to authority, adults, you don't do well, and you don't do well with anyone's authority but your own. And there's, maybe there's a high place up where you have protected, protected, um, d- disrespect for authority. Maybe it's, maybe you're a godly Christian, so many things. And when you come here, boy, just so many people are blessed by the word that you share. And yet when you're at home, there is a harshness and, um, cruelty in the way that you talk to your spouse. Listen, friend, God ain't impressed. God is not impressed with the high place you've kept up in your life. Maybe it's some. Um, maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's uh, criticizing people you don't like. Uh, maybe it's some. Um, maybe it's simply neglect of the Lord's day. Maybe you do all these godly things, but you never give. You never give in your church. You never tithe to your church. You never give in your offerings. Maybe you're. Uh, maybe you live. Maybe you have so many good things, yet you still indulge in alcohol. Maybe there's so many wonderful spiritual things you do, but you just don't ever witness even though God has commanded it. Maybe there's just you know, so many uh, good godly things you do and yet you're, you're severe and you're just cruel to your children. Uh, maybe there's, uh, maybe you, you have so many godly things going for you, but your, your mouth, your words are profane. Maybe you take God's name in vain. You know what God would love to say if he could step in here and say this? I wonder if he would say after this passage, he would say, Christians, break down your high place all these good kings godly kings men who the bible records and says they love the lord you'll see him in heaven i'm sure as my pastor would say i'm sure we'll spend eternity with these people but they wouldn't bring down the high place which was something that god hated hey what's in your life that god hates Oh, listen, you may have a whole lot of spiritual things you do. There may be a whole bunch of godliness in your life. There may be so many ways that you serve the Lord. But listen, God wants the high place down too. I mean, you read Hezekiah. He found, he found that the, uh, they were worshiping the, the bronze snake that was from the wilderness. He got rid of that when they started worshiping it. Others, they, they took um, stuff out of the temple that was not supposed to be there. They restored certain things. They did all kinds of right worship. They did so many right things. But God said, I want the high place down too because I really hate those. So you've seen the rise, the reign of high places. Now I want you to see finally the removal of high places. You know, there was one king that I found you know, some people will say Hezekiah uh, was one as well, but I mean, I, you know, in Josiah's day, he found a high place that had been up since Solomon, and which means Hezekiah didn't take it down. But I'll tell you, the one king that I could find in the book of, in the book of the Chronicles and in the book of the Kings that brought down the high places was Josiah. Second Chronicles thirty four says. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord in the 12th year of his reign. He began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the groves and the carved images and the molten images. It says, and when he had broken down the altars and the groves and had Beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Israel. He returned. He returned to Jerusalem. So, Josiah, in his twelfth year, meaning he was twenty years old, he initiated a campaign to rid the land of every last trace of the Canaanite religion. He broke down. He defiled all the high places. Even the Bible says that as he was doing this, it says he burned the vessels. He tore down the Asherah that was built up for Baal. He deposed of all the priests that were there for the false gods. He burned the grove that was in the temple. It says he stomped it into powder, then took that powder and sprinkled it on a bunch of graves. It says he found where the, the community of the homosexuals had been built back up. It says he went in and destroyed the homes of the of these of these people committing homosexuality. He desecrated the Tophet, which was uh, where worshippers of Molech burned their children as sacrifices so that no one could go there again he took away there were horses there were chariots that were dedicated to um to the worship of the sun god he took those away he beat down multiple altars threw their dust into the brook kidron he destroyed a high the high place hezekiah didn't destroy he broke down images cut down groves, and even uh, putting bones in their place. In fact, one of the things he would do is in some of these high places, there were actually grave sites where priests who served at the high places had been buried, and once he had knocked down the altars, ground them into powder, cut down the ashra, burned that too, he dug up the graves of these uh, of these um, of these uh, false priests, and he put the bones on top of the uh, with this powder of the altar so that no one would ever want to come up to such a desecrated place. And man, this guy started going so nuts that Josiah, the Bible says he went outside of his kingdom and invaded Israel, not to take land. You know where he went? He went to where their high places in Israel were, and he knocked them down too. He didn't take any land, but he brought down the high places there too, and it says that he held the greatest Passover since the time of Joshua. It was the one time when the northern kingdom came down to the southern kingdom, and they celebrated the Passover together. He got rid of the occult members, uh, the the wizards and all that. He got rid of images, idols, abomination, every last trace of it. Josiah, listen, Josiah went to wherever these things were, and he crushed them. He threw them in the fire. He threw these, uh, these high places with their altars and their asherah. He threw them into the river. He desecrated every last stronghold. Wherever he could find them, he upset them, he attacked them and he annihilated them. He did not give them quarter, he did not give them rest, but he went after them with all out warfare. He put his sights on the high places and said, You will die. He, I mean, he wrecked these high places, burning priests on the altars and shattered them until there was nothing left. So that if you were to go there later on in life, there would be nothing to see but dust ashes and wreckage you say whoa whoa." that seems i mean i'm glad that seems a little extreme folks that's what god asked for in deuteronomy 12 and for the first time in Judah's history A king actually did what God asked in Deuteronomy 12. It says in 2 Kings 23, it says, And like unto Josiah, there was no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul, with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. You know why? Because he dealt with the high places. Let me tell you how to remove high places out of your life. Here, just a couple things will be done. One, deal with your high place radically. That's exactly what Josiah did. He didn't say, hey, maybe we could repurpose this to serve God. That's what all the other kings had done. Josiah said, God hates this, he wants it gone. God hates it, he wants it gone. Deuteronomy 7 5, God said, but thus shall you deal with them, you shall destroy their altars, break down their images, cut down their groves, and burn their graven images with fire. So He says, deal with it radically. You know, sometimes... Uh, you know sometimes we like to just um we, we just kind of smooth it over and say well that that should cover it up and take care of it for a little while you know but you got you know if you want to see high places ejected out of your life you got to be radical about them you know for a teenager if there's impurity during, you know if there's um, a dating relationship where there's physicality and impurity you know what d- doing radically with that thing that god hates you know what that you know how you would deal with it radically break up most want to say, "Well, we'll try to grow together with this person that I'm very susceptible with to commit sin with." You want to, you want to get rid of the high place. Don't just cover it up and repurpose it. Deal with it radically. Maybe it's uh, what if the uh, maybe the high place is his uh, wicked music. Delete the music accounts until you can actually have the right kind of stuff in your home. Maybe if it's um, maybe if it's some um, immoral things, lustful things on your phone. You know what you can do? You want to be radical about that high place, that stronghold in your life? Get rid of your phone. Do you know that I I had a teenager once that uh, he was telling me about how all the uh, just how he was struggling so much with um, with his thoughts and he just had a lot of impurity in his life he was even leading him to some suicidal thoughts and just depression and all and you know what? I said? and he wanted me to help him and i've been you know i've been his youth pastor for quite a few years we knew each other well and i said this all right i said you know what i'm going to do is i am not going to help you at all until you get rid of your phone because i know i know that is where you're getting every one of those filthy things when you get rid of your phone you come to me and i will help you but he wouldn't do it he wouldn't do it you know why because he loved his high place he wanted to hang on to this thing that pleased him this thing that god hated maybe you know deal with the high place radically you struggle with stealing maybe that's a high place for you maybe don't go in a store alone anymore i don't know maybe your high place is the neglect of the bible reading in prayer uh, maybe the maybe to deal with it radically you need to say hey the tv doesn't come on the phone doesn't get picked up until i've read my bible or until i've prayed you know, uh, you say, well, I think that's a little radical. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what Josiah did. Was he, he went nuts? Why? Because he knew God hated the high place. And so if God hates it, he said, I'm going to obliterate it until it doesn't exist anymore. So deal with the high place radically. But number two, deal with your high place thoroughly. Deal with it thoroughly from start all the way to the finish. You know, um... Uh, you know, in some of the high places, when Josiah went to them, we, we had to move quickly through, you know, through the summary of the scriptures, and uh, especially in um, uh, Second uh, Kings chapter 23, but uh, in some of these high places he came to, he found priests there to the gods, Baal, Chemosh, Molech. You know what he didn't do? He didn't say, you know, we could repurpose these guys, and get them to cert- maybe do their worship style down in our, our place. You know, he didn't repurpose them. You know what he did? He burned them on the, their own altar. Why? Because that was doing it thoroughly that was getting rid of, the, rid of the high place thoroughly maybe there's some um, you know uh, again to kind of go back to some of the ones we just talked about is there impurity in in uh, in a dating relationship you want to deal with it thoroughly don't go back and see if we could just work it out but let it let that go uh, maybe there's some um, uh, maybe there's impurity on your phone you know deal with it thoroughly get rid of the phone uh, move to a flip phone if you have to get a filter get an accountability partner do whatever you have to do maybe you struggle with lying maybe to deal with it thoroughly you've got to Tell those uh, to you who you've lied before. you got to tell them that you've lied to them. Maybe to deal with it thoroughly. Maybe you struggle with stealing. You need to pay some, some money back. You know, that, uh, that high place has got to be completely removed or you'll go back. That's what the people did. That's what the people did is because, especially those, these good kings that didn't deal with the high places. You know, there may, sometimes, actually, I think it was during Manasseh's reign, it says that they, they, uh, they, he didn't get rid of the high places and the people worshiped there, but they just worshiped to the Lord. Well, guess what? When a good king passes and someone who's not so godly comes up, guess what they'll do with the high place? They'll go right back in. And folks, if you've, got, if you've got a high place up in your life, uh, if you've got a refuge for something that God hates in your life, put it away. Don't just cover it up and say, this is something I need to work on. No, if God hates it, if it is sin, and if God hates it, let's let it go. Let's let it be gone from our lives. Do you know who saw, you wanna uh, talk about who saw revival in the nation of Israel? It was Josiah. Josiah saw revival where people got right with God. Why was it Josiah? Because Josiah was the one who wrecked the high places with a violence. Folks, revival, revival's not gonna come on a place, revival will not come on God's people they are gonna hold on to high places. See, some of you, you'd say, man, I want God to do a great work of revival. Boy, I'd love for God to do great things like he did in the past. I'd love for us to have another great awakening. Folks, if you're gonna hang on to your high place, quit saying you want revival. Because until we're willing to deal with the high places, I don't know that God's really going to revive his church. If we're not going to come clean with God, why would God want to come down and bless a place that is is worshiping things that God hates? Why would God want to pour out a blessing on on, on his people in that way? Folks, if we don't deal with the high places, there's no telling how far we'll go. There there should be no exceptions. Josiah went in radically. He went in thoroughly. No exceptions. No quarter. No rest. All is for Christ. He is worth it. Revival is worth it. Folks, let's break down the high places. As God pointed out something in your life, do you have a high place up to something that God hates? be it lust, be it laziness, be it uh, it anger, be it bitterness, be it unforgiving spirit, be it it gossip, be it a critical spirit, whatever it may be. Hey, listen, let's break down the high place that God might bless this church. The lost need it. Let's break down the high place. Let's bow our heads. Folks, don't, uh, as your heads are down and eyes are closed, folks, don't, 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 don't be that Christian. Don't be that Christian that God would say he was a good Christian, but except for nevertheless. Folks, let's clean out the high places. The one little thing that God still hates that you have given refuge to in your life. How many of you that tonight would say, Matt, God showed me A high place in my life that needs to go simple as that how many of you tonight would raise your hand and say Matt God has shown me there's a high place in my life that needs to go would you raise your hand yes 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 Yes. put them down yes good okay that's a good amount of you that have raised your hand okay so let's do this Um, we need to go to prayer and listen you know the one wonderful thing is that God um, when when the high places are not repurposed but they are wrecked they are wiped out, they are, you know, God God loves to come down and bless and forgive in those situations. So listen, whatever it is, how far, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how long this high place has had a refuge in your heart and life, you come clean with God, God is totally willing to forgive. So in just a moment, we're going to have piano playing, and when the piano starts, listen, some of you need to come on down here to the front, you need to bow before the Lord and come clean with God, and ask God's help to remove the high places out of your life. Maybe you want to pray there in your seat, but I advise you, if you can, if you're physically able, why don't you come on down, have a seat on the front pew, bow down here at the front. Maybe you want to even just get down next to your pastor and and say, pray with me. I got an issue with this or that. Why don't you do that? So if you'll just play the song of your choice, and as she plays, would you obey the Lord? Right now right now, don't wait for someone else to move. If God's worked on your heart, there's a high place that's got to go. Don't worry about what Jotham and and Asa and Jehoshaphat think, even though they're not going to take them out. You take out the high place and let God do a work of revival in your heart. Let God work in your heart. Boy, this is is the start to what God would love to do in our hearts and lives. You break down the high place and watch out. God will do a great God's willing to meet with and bless those who will take out the high places. Obey the Lord.